0: do you have any jokes wait no no do you have any statistics
1: do I, oh you know what i actually prepared jokes this time but i forgot <laughs> to prepare the statistics
0: okay let's hear the jokes
1: okay so a while back uh polygon did a video with the voice actor for god of war um the new, uh, the new uh, one kratos yeah the new one okay yep and they made him tell ja- dad jokes okay <laughs> so i grabbed a few choice ones um I am terrified of elevators. I am going to start taking steps to avoid them. That's pretty. That's pretty good. What's What's yeah. another one? Give me another one. Why did they put a gate on Helheim? <laughs> because people were dying to get in. <laughs> and I got one more. Okay. Okay. What do dark elves learn in kindergarten? Uh, the alphabet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was really good. So much better than statistics. Oh yeah! Screw knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace humor. Mm, amen. All right. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to uh, the Velvet Room review. That's that's what we are. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about. Um, Two games, uh, rather than just one, and they were games that we suggested to each other to play. Uh, So I suggested... I'm Matthew, by the way. And I'm Graham. And I suggested to Graham that he play 2018's uh, God of War.
1: And I suggested that Matt would play Undertale, which I think is 2016.
0: Is it really only that old? Or that young? I thought it was older than that.
1: No, it's pretty young. Mm. i think it's been two or three years okay
0: yeah um so where do we want to start Graham? do you want to start with undertale or god of war
1: um hmm i kind of feel like we should start with undertale
0: okay um i'll let you ask me the questions maybe
1: (laughs) okay so like first of all what were your impressions of undertale like general impressions um
0: i want to be careful with how i say this because i don't want to be crucified um, okay. yeah I, I think I don't know that I loved it um, I don't know like I know this is a very well revered game um, and it certainly had a lot of character and charm and I did like I liked it but I it, I don't think it ever grabbed me unfortunately and I and I don't know if the issue was that I kind of knew all about it before I have ever I ever played it, um, but for some reason I just kind of got close to the end of the game and I was like,
1: eh, well, just wasn't doing it for you.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, there's not anything bad about it, for in any mean, any means. I just, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm not really, uh, I'm not loving it. You know, I'm not like super into it like I was, or well or a minute, right, where it's like uh, I had that d- desire to to move forward. Um, I mean, again, it's got great great character and great charm. And it was developed by one person, right? Primarily, yeah. That's, to me, I was thinking about that while playing the game, just how impressive it is for a game to be, de- be developed, excuse me, by one. One individual,
1: it's insane, and like the level of quality yeah. that this game has. Yeah,
0: it is something to be uh, um, spoken of. Like it's very impressive. Like I was thinking of all the all the skills or things required for like a game to be just even like considered like decent, right? Like you need to have quality animation. You have to have quality gameplay design. You have to have quality writing, quality music in a game, right? you have to have all these things that for one person to do it is quite impressive it takes a talented it takes a talented person to put out a video game solely on their own
1: yeah and have no, it be really good the amount of dedication you would need yeah is...
0: and 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 vision right like and and passion like i i can you can definitely see a passion project in this in this game
1: mhm
0: so um yeah, when I first started, I, I kind of knew, uh, 2015, by the way, is when it came out. I just looked okay. it up. Um, came out 2016 for the PlayStation. Uh, oh, no, I lied. In 2017 for the PlayStation. Um, so when I first um, played the game, uh, as I was starting, uh, I knew, like, okay, there's, like, the Pastis run, or there's, like, a, I guess it's the Genocide run, and I was like, I'll probably go pacifist just because it's – that's the right way to play the game, right? Um, and so in the tutorial, you're with uh, Uriel. That's her name, right?
1: Uh, Toriel.
0: Toriel. I don't know why I've got Uriel in my brain. Anyways, Toriel. And um, and I was just kind of going through it. I'm like, that's kind of exciting. You know, this character is kind of quirky. Um. I, I really, I really love the way the game looks. I'll give it that. Like it's, I just love that art style, and they, and they mm-hmm. capture it so well. Um, even the fact that your, your character is just like a little girl, <laughs> in like overalls. <laughs> it's just such an interesting choice of, of, of design. And um, anyhow, so you go through the tutorial, and then Urio, tutorial, excuse me, fights you. And, uh, then I, uh, I accidentally killed her. Um, and I didn't mean to, but I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize how to defuse the situation.
1: I did the same thing my first time.
0: Yeah. I thought like, I didn't realize I could kill her, I guess. And so I felt horrible. I felt really bad. I was like, oh man, that's, that's, I'm like, well, there goes my pacifist run. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I will go for it and try and figure out how not to kill things, um, unless of course I have, I feel like I have to, then I will. So throughout the game, I think I only ever really killed, I killed Toriel and I killed the two dog knights. Okay. Everybody else, I was um, able to not kill. Uh, yeah. I I will admit. I used a guide for two of the fights. Okay. Um, I used the fight. I used the guide for Metaton. Uh, her final form. Mhm. because um, I wasn't sure how that one worked, and I'm, I think I used one for Asgore. No, no, Asgore, Sorry. Um, Unidine. Undine. Undine. Yeah. Yeah. For her as well. Um, yeah. So. The the difficult thing I found though was in doing like a neutral playthrough is that um I had I-, I felt like I had to kill Oh wait, sorry, yeah. <sighs> I'll cut that. Um I had to kill like regular enemies in order to gain XP and gain my levels up. Um
1: Because you weren't doing a pure one or the other.
0: Right. Like I not necessarily, like, I felt like I had to because of that, but I felt like if I didn't level up, I wouldn't be able to fight a boss if I had to, right? Okay. Because um, there's like, a couple times I died, and I'm like, okay, I'll just go, and, and I'll I'll level up a bit, um, or I'll get more HP. That was something I found as well. Not even, like, uh, I'm trying to kill them. It's more like, okay, in order to survive this encounter long enough to defuse the situation, I feel like I need more health. And the way to get more health is to level up, basically. Hmm. That was my, my reasoning. So I think I got to uh, 10 love at the end of the game. Which, I don't, I don't know if that's really high or not. It didn't seem that high to me. But, um, um, yeah. So, again, aside from those bosses, I didn't really kill anybody else. And I I felt like the game did a good job of, like, making me feel a little bad okay for, yeah. uh, like for killing the dog guys um but didn't go overboard um i mean like i guess i don't know i guess the moral of the game is like uh you're the villain in a way or you you, you could be the villain
1: a little bit you're essentially being a little selfish in that, like, you just kind of want to get out.
0: Yeah, but, I, like, like, here's the way I see it, right? It's like, at the end of the game, um, is it
1: Papyrus? Uh, he's the skeleton guy. Or, like, there's, no, Sans is the... Sans. The, the sans. one with the blue jacket.
0: Yeah, Sans. At the end of the game, you run into the Sans, and he's like, you're going to be judged based on your actions. You know, experience XP is really execution points and LV or love is actually level of violence. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that is trying to make you seem as like, if you're the, ba- you're the bad guy. Cause you, you know, killed these creatures. Um, and I could see that, like if you were like doing a genocidal playthrough and you're going on your way to kill things, but like at the end of the day, all the, all of the monsters attacked you.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's it's interesting. I've never really heard of someone who walked the middle ground. Yeah. Um, in this game, like generally, people go either like pure pacifism or pure um, genocide. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess the it's game. It's interesting.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, it's interesting because the neutral route is essentially the same as the pacifism route. Right. Um, with some late game differences aside,
0: yeah and see what i fa- what I liked about the game though is that the characters in the world like or the monsters in their in their world they weren't necessarily all good or all bad either, right There were some that were very fond of humans and want to protect humans, others though that really blamed humans for the misfortune and and whatnot so. I like that there is a little bit of both. Um, To me, it just kind of seemed, you know, like at the end of the day, you are this human who's not in the place that she's supposed to be, right? She's not with her people. And so you're just trying to get home. Yeah. And, um. And to me, unless you do a genocide playthrough, that moral of you're the bad guy doesn't really apply.
1: No, I can I can see that. Yeah, because if you kind of walk the middle ground, it acts quite a bit like a traditional RPG. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because it's trying to subvert that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they did... I, I am glad I did the, the neutral route because I did get to see a bit of both of like of the relationships you form with uh, some of the characters because you didn't kill them. Um, but also like there was a there was a time where, sorry, is it
1: Undine? Undine is Un- usually what I Undine. internally.
0: Undine uh, called me out about killing those two dog guys. Oh, really? Yeah. she She said something like, you know, they're. I can't really remember. Like that, they were good. They were good soldiers or whatever. I used to have drinks with them or something like that. And she called me out about it. And I'm like, okay, that's that's fair. Like I did kill them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So I appreciated that. But I also liked how, and maybe this happens in every playthrough, but that little monster boy kind of stands up for you at the final encounter of with Undyne. Mm-hmm. And I like that relationship. I like the relationship with you and the. The mad scientist and the date with papyrus was was hilarious like i love that section like it has a lot of these great moments where um you know you're rewarded for not killing them but also you are you're also acknowledged if you do kill
1: them Mm -hmm. the game does a really good job i found of uh, make making you feel responsible for your actions yeah but it didn't overall it didn't kind of like resonate with you as much as you th- maybe thought it would
0: yeah and maybe because it, i get that a lot where it's like something's so talked up and that is very true you know it's like it's really it it's kind of sucks in a way because you're not really able to experience it you know sure. with a blank slate right um again i didn't i didn't hate it but i'm not
1: i'm not in love with it you're not about to like go evangelize about it yeah um it's um if I make sure my kind of take on the story for sure um like I got into it I think I bought it like the second day it came out um I found out about it through a youtuber that I know and then I would like we got we basically me and my friends got into it okay before it got crazy okay Um, and so we like, it's kind of the same thing as like frozen, like, okay. (laughs) Um, like I personally, when I saw it frozen, I quite enjoyed it. Um, okay. But then you start hearing the song every day on the radio and, um, people talking about how good it is or how bad it is. And it starts to just be a little bit like too much and you just tune it out. Right. Um, That kind of happens, unfortunately. We have modern fandoms. But um, yeah, with Undertale, I. um, Yeah, we we got into it early and I just completely fell in love with the game. And I loved all the things it did, like the music and um, how it played with your expectations and um, all that kind of stuff. And um, a little bit down the line, I played a game that was similar to it called one shot. Okay. And it had a similar kind of vibe to it, but I I couldn't get into it at all. Like I could I, I respect what it was trying to do, but I couldn't emotionally connect with it. Okay. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's 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 nice when you can be like part of that initial wave, right? Yeah. Um, like I think of like the first, uh, Telltale Walking Dead season, I was like, you know, I played it alongside everybody else when it was first coming out and it was this like wonderful experience. And I don't know that somebody who just getting into it, you know, four years later could have that same experience.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, if, unless they hadn't heard of it, of course. But but to me it was just like Undertale was just so loved by so many people, like not even just like people I knew personally, but like podcasters or YouTubers and I heard so much about it. I just I kinda knew before I even played it, it was like I'm probably not gonna love it because I know them I know the main gimmick, which is you can either kill everything or kill nobody. Right. That's the that's the main kind of like unique thing about the game i would say so yeah. I, I knew that going in so knowing that going in it, it's just like mass effect 2 if you know that people are, can die you're going to play differently um and so even me going into the game saying you know i'm going to do a pacifist run right if mm-hmm. i had gotten the game the second day it came out i wouldn't have known i could do that and it would have been a completely different experience so yeah exactly yeah
1: the the whole like prior knowledge thing is a big factor especially for a game like this
0: yeah well i also enjoy that there's a lot of lore there that um can be missed um oh yeah i also like um how well i kind of like this it's interesting if you do a, a genocide run it like corrupts your game almost mm-hmm <laughs> Which is really a really interesting concept. Um, I don't know if I like it or not. Um...
1: Yeah, no, it does a lot of the game does a lot of kind of meta things like that. Yeah, at least a few standout occasions. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, it's neat how. You, you can appreciate something without being completely in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, um, it's an impressive game and it's got a lot of good in it. Like it, I, I liked it. I just, I wasn't, I didn't love it. And that's, that's as concise as I can put, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, developing developed by one person I just um, I thought that was really impressive because even minute, which I thought, you know, was impressive as an indie indie game that was developed by four people. Yeah. Right. This is developed by one person. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And, and because the game has, you know, it's got its artistic design. It's got its writing humor. I know I've already said this, but I'm saying it again. But it's also got, like, this be- this beautiful music and these beautiful backdrops and and just this level of care. It's-, it's really impressive how much detail he was able to put into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I mean, considering a AAA studio could take the same amount of time and, you know, and put out a game that's, you know, 20 times as long but have not even like the same level of care it's like it's it's really it's inspiring to be honest
1: yeah yeah no it's got a lot of heart mm-hmm. so yeah one interesting thing actually um just to think about uh he actually released a like demo for his next game
0: um, was that delta yeah yeah i haven't i haven't looked into Deltarune but have you played it
1: I've played about an hour of it so far okay Um, it's interesting because um, it plays on the fact that people know Undertale okay and they know that there's the idea of like the pacifist and the genocide route and um, rather than trying to like reinvent the wheel again mm-hmm. it it takes that knowledge and it does something different with it. Hmm. Um, I would actually like, it's a free demo. I'd recommend maybe trying like the first hour of it. Okay. Um, see what you think. I haven't like gotten super deep into it or anything, but it's got the same level of care and it's, it's doing some, I can tell it's starting to do some interesting things Okay. with the idea um, of the themes of undertale.
0: Interesting. I might. I'll check it out. I. I. I'm just looking at his like career here, and like, Undertale's really the only thing he's ever done. <laughs> like that's. Just, yeah. I guess that's like the first big, big hit. Um. He he uh, composed some music for another video game. I guess he's actually a composer. Um, that makes sense. Which he's... does make sense. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, it's like. We kinda of talked about this on our last episode, but like the pressure he must feel if he ever goes to develop I guess he is developing a new game, but like to have your first one just be like
1: A blowout success. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I have to imagine that's like I don't know. He must feel like so lucky, but I don't know, I feel like it would stress stress anybody out to try and fall if you tried to follow that up. But Yeah. I mean I'm sure he made lots of money from Undertale. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, yeah.
0: Yeah, and well deservedly, of course. So, yeah.
1: I think he was self-published too. Yeah, I think so. So, Yeah, no it's it. it's good. Would you give it a rating or would you Oh yeah. Um
0: uh oh, what would I rate it? I would give it, I would give it a, I think I am give it a Napto. I was
1: I was actually thinking the same thing for some reason. Yeah. Uh, why do you give it that?
0: Because I feel like it really, really is a very intellectual game. That sounds douchey. It's a very, it, it is a very smart game. And it's got, like it's got character and it's got, care and it's got it, it has a very good way of, of tracking your decisions and like you said holding you accountable for them. Um but it does it does it in a way that's that's subtle. Yeah. Unless the, unless of course like me you knew about it going in. <laughs> so um and there's a lot there's a lot there that can be missed. Um, particularly with the backstory, there's a lot there that be yeah. missed. So okay,
1: that, I I agree with that. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. So all, all in all, I would say, um, I would say play it. One thing I loved about the game, easy trophy list, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I liked it because I got it for the I played it on the Vita, and I'm trying to utilize my Vita more. Um, which has been really fun actually. I've been really I've been picking up some more games for the Vita and, and playing them. Uh, it's a good little system. It is really a, a really great system. I, I love... I mean, the 3D, 3DS d 3 has this too. But I love just like, you know what? I'm done playing right now. And I hit the sleep button. And then I can come back two hours later and just power back on. <laughs> and then there's no big deal. I don't know. I just love that feature. Yeah, it's very useful. Like, PS4 has the rest mode or whatever, but it's a little different, I find. But, uh, yeah, no, I really am enjoying it. Um, So, I'm playing another game right now that we're doing for the podcast that's on the Vita, which we haven't announced yet. But uh, (laughs) I recently played LEGO Harry Potter for the Vita. I finished that up, and uh, I bought another game for the Vita that I want to play. So, I'm just trying to use it more and kind of justify the purchase of it. Um, I mean, I think we, I think we could look into doing another, like looking into the Vita recent releases and, um, seeing about playing another game from that. Cause there's a lot of games that are released for the Vita that are only released for the Vita.
1: Yeah. It's, there's a lot of, there's a decent number of games. It's, they're all very niche yeah. for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm um that's undertale yeah. yeah so what did you think of god of wargram lay it on me
1: okay um i really enjoyed the game
0: awesome i'm glad yeah. you hear that awesome Now, um, you... yeah go for it this is your first god of war game
1: this is my first god of war game i have oh. not played the
0: originals okay do you know anything about the like do you know any basis of the storyline at
1: all i watched uh uh like a ign did a god of war in six minutes or something okay where they like briefly summarize the events of the first three plus games okay
0: do Um, you do you feel that as a newcomer to the series you were at all confused because you hadn't played the previous games
1: there was only one point where i was a little bit confused and i had to like refresh the video okay um and that was when you went to go get the chains blades okay um because i you see athena on the boat and i was like i don't remember what her place was got it um i think i knew the 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 main story beats like i knew that he killed a bunch of gods and that he killed zeus his father Mm -hmm. and that was i think if you didn't know that going in the game does tell you about it but i think it's it's impactful if you know that ahead of time
0: yeah it's pretty important to kratos's relationship
1: with his son yeah because the whole game's about um the relationship between a father and son yeah yeah um yeah it's honestly i love how how big it is and how small it is at the same time that is my favorite part about the game yeah i would absolutely agree because you've got those small character moments of mimir telling you a story when you're on the boat but then you look up and you can see the giant world serpent hanging above your head yeah um and like there's those moments that you just feel incredible like when you're fighting the dragon Um, And it's just this ridiculous showcase moment. Um, And I think the camera um, has a good amount to do with that. Mm. The fact that they never change, they never cut. Um, Did you know about that?
0: You know, I don't think I ever realized that never cuts away from you, you mean?
1: Never cuts away from you. The entire game is one continuous shot.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. I know because I was reading developer interviews and they were saying it was really good and really helped the game, but they would never do it again (laughs) because it was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but like they're talking about Odin and they're talking about Thor, but you never see them. Mm hmm. And uh, it's that kind of idea that, like, there is this world and it it works along with the story that there is this world out there, but they're in their kind of, the two of them are by themselves.
0: Yeah, they're their own story.
1: Yeah. And the fact that the story isn't some epic, we've got to save the world, we've got to defeat Odin. um, It's not even we have to defeat Baldur. It's, we have to scatter the mother's ashes. Um, and I think that that closeness, that tightness of the story really keeps it focused and keeps it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the fact that um, the things, there are a couple of things that really stood out to me, one of which was the animation. Um, mm. In the cutscenes, like, the body language and facial language is so strong that um, you can tell what's going on just by a look, and like they don't have to speak it like they used to. Um, like, um, like when Kratos like goes to put his hand on Petras' oh, yeah. shoulder, but he doesn't. He he hesitates. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like sometimes Kratos is like just hmm, I don't know if I should do this or not. Um, And, like, you can just, I don't know, you can sense it in his body language, his facial expressions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a great sense of character to the whole game. You can tell I like this game. I'm kind of gushing about it. Yeah, that's awesome, though.
0: Uh, Like you and I were talking before, I love it. I don't know, I find making a game recommendation is so stressful i find it to be very stressful because i don't want somebody to hate the game that i recommend (laughs) no yeah so i'm glad that you enjoyed it um one thing you you had said it you love how large it is but how small it is i love it because um you could go through the whole single player story and that's probably i would say a, a 20 or to 30
1: well 20 hour story would you say uh that's about how long it was on how long to beat
0: yeah and you could skip or not even skip or not even just not even do all the side quests and exploration that there is to do um and still have another good 10 to 15 hours of content afterwards i would say um but it's all meaningful content there yeah i
1: think that's that's important
0: you know it's not a lot of like fluff you know um there are a couple of like quest lines that are you know three quests long with the dwarves there's the dragons which you know are their own story there are the spirits none of it ever feels really tedious um and none of it's like critical to the game itself it's all just extra stuff that enhances the experience um, I think the best enhancement of course is the Valkyries I found those to be really enjoyable um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I I only fought I fought three and defeated one I think um, just because I I wanted to kind of finish up the story at that point yeah yeah. But um I beat my first one like right as soon as you could do it. Yeah. And I was kind of impressed. I'm guessing that was probably the easiest one. Um cuz they didn't have any mobs or anything. Yeah. And uh but it was it was it's fun to have that kind of a challenge. Yeah. Um and like overcoming it like just by like you've got it down, so you know like you got to dodge left at this point and dodge right at this point, and you're just whittling down that health bar.
0: Yeah, those are boss fights I love.
1: <laughs> yeah, I the other ones were a little too tough for me.
0: Yeah, did you ever did you ever go to um oh gosh, Musfellheim or or what's the other? Oh, one? Oh yeah, Uh
1: Musfellheim and Niflheim.
0: Is it Niefelheim? Yeah, Niflheim. yeah. Did you ever go to those?
1: I did. Okay. Um I got through about maybe a third of Muisfelheim and uh a bit of Niefelheim. Um I wasn't super into them, I'll be honest. Yep. Um that's fair. They were just kind of the challenges but without any kind of meaningful like I don't know, maybe there was something interesting at the end, but uh I didn't. I didn't really get uh, pulled into them that much. I think that's
0: fair. Um, They are to me. They're just kind of like extra little game modes.
1: Yeah, if you want to keep going, basically. Yeah.
0: Um, Niflheim is kind of a cool little uh, gameplay mod, really, where you have this Mm -hmm. clock that's running down. Um, Yeah. So I think they're, you know, they're just okay. They're nothing crazy. But uh, again, there's that's more that extra little stuff that you could completely just not even... I Like, I never bothered with it in the main story. Um, I It was all post-game for me, which was really cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a really big God of War fan, and I was actually really concerned about this game before it came out. Okay. Um, because they made some really big departures from what I felt was... Like traditional God of War. Um, but I think they nailed it. I was, I was concerned about like the, the free roam aspect. It looked very RPG esque. You know, it looked very, um, from some of the gameplay videos I saw, it was, it seemed very, just very different. Yeah, the
1: combat has a different pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I was a little concerned uh, because it's like, "Eh, this isn't the God of War that I remember. But I think it was for the best. Um, I'm really glad they did it. I think if they had just put out like God of War 4 and not done the things they had done and made the changes they'd done, um, it wouldn't have been so well received. Um, I think as a returning player, they did a really good job. Showing how Kratos has changed, and um, also tying in what had happened in the previous games. I was a little—I was—I wasn't expecting them to bring up anything after the first little bit. Um,
1: No, the whole thing with the chains or the blades was. Like, I hadn't heard anything about that even, like, post-launch.
0: Yeah, that was, um, for me, that w- that moment was a highlight. Um, oh, yeah. Like, when you go to Helheim and, and you hear Zeus for the first time, it's like, that's a really, to be, was like, that's a really cool way for them to bring it back. And then when Athena shows up, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, was not expecting that at all. Um, I wish, I wish they had done a little bit more, with her in that regard but um, I imagine they will follow up with that in, in, in sequels and whatnot it um, does feel
1: like they're leading towards that
0: yeah um, but to get those chains back was a really awesome feeling and and I really appreciate how they they incorporated the moves and combos with the chains from previous games but just in a different way um mm-hmm. like it, it was funny um one of the, like the classic like one of the easiest combos in the game or like the basic combos is square square triangle for like the original god of war and th- and that's where he like swings swings and then slams him down mm-hmm. um so i kept trying to do that uh when i was playing the game but that's not how you make combos in the game and in this game you have to like apply a like a rune or whatever, to do that. But I kept messing myself up because I was confused about <laughs> which game I was playing. <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah, but I, I really appreciated that they, that they, you know, made that callback. But I also appreciate how fun they made the new weapon, like his axe. Oh, yeah. Like, that thing is just fun to use. It it, it inspires you to be creative. It's got really good ability. Uh, a really good feel to it to how you use it and it's got really cool abilities as well so i would say i use the axe more than i use the chains um not that the chains were bad or anything but
1: the the axe was like you're kind of old faithful
0: yeah <laughs> bread and butter yeah mm-hmm. back to business so
1: that well, was great you could do you could do mix-ups you could throw it and then like re- recall it and i had uh like some equipment on that was when you when you got a critical hit on an enemy you got like a, a boost of runic or health mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. so you could do some like neat little combos um,
0: yeah I liked how they let you um, kind of uh, cater to your playstyle with the runes and the abilities and like uh, you know, nothing super complex. It was, like, basically, what? Health, strength, runic, and cooldown. And I'm maybe forgetting another one. Luck. Uh, luck, right. And and that was it. And, like, you could build into one or two of those. But it never felt, to me, overwhelming or complicated. It was very, very plain. Um, maybe in
1: a little bit in the beginning, but...
0: Yeah, well, I think most RPGs are like that when you... Unlock all that, it's like, whoa, what, what, what'd you say? Um, but, uh, once you get used to it and you kind of understand how it works, it's, um, again, it, it's, it's deep enough, but shallow enough to just kind of consume it and, and enjoy it, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, at the beginning of the game, I definitely struggled a bit. It actually reminded me a fair bit of Spider Man. Okay. How I. <laughs> I died like five times to Fisk. Um, and then in this game, I got stuck for a solid. Uh, I can't even remember. I died like six or seven times. Really? At. Um, right when they introduced some of the heavy enemies. Um, okay. And like there's the regular mobs, and then there's some of the heavy enemies. And you're trapped in this kind of. Uh, this small area. Where there's a cliff that you can get people off of, but it's early in the game. You don't have a lot of equipment to deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I was just starting, right? Yeah. And I had a lot of trouble and actually was not quite enjoying myself at that point. Yeah. Um, but, like, once I pushed past that, um, I really started to enjoy the game.
0: Yeah, I will say, um, I think the combat could could use a little work in and, what way um in the there, there there's a lack of enemy variation i i find
1: um, I mean, yeah you do have your kind of primary they're all like for the most part humanoids
0: yeah um and i would i, I guess that's that's it i wouldn't say it's the combat's bad or whatever i just think if they had more enemy variation, I would have enjoyed it more. Really, the way they varied uh, the enemies is like it's the same enemies, but they have uh, uh, elemental abilities. Like, oh, they're ice or they're fire, which is cool, yeah. you know, and that's kind of interesting. But uh, most of the time, you know, you're just fighting Mm-hmm. and and maybe sprinkle something else in there. Whereas, like in in old, previous God of War games, there were, um a fair number of different uh, enemies. Some, you know, really common, some quite rare. They only fought, like, three times a game. But, uh, yeah, so.
1: There was a little bit of repetition in that sense. I didn't feel like it detracted too much from the game.
0: No, I, I agree with that.
1: But, like, yeah, looking back, I'm thinking, like, lots of trolls and ogres, and uh, eventually the... Uh, soul eaters or the ancients yeah the ancients eventually got so easy it was kind of just they were like a common enemy
0: yeah yeah and that's not to say like the previous god of wars didn't reuse a lot of a lot of enemies all the time it's just i felt like overall there were more enemy t- variations and types in previous iterations and so with this game after a while i I kind of felt a little like I would have enjoyed more, but like you said, I don't, it didn't detract from the game at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think about, uh, the story and, uh, and how it all played out?
1: Um, the story in general, like was great. The characters were fantastic. I love the dwarves and Mimir, um, (laughs) And like that constant theme of um, like sons and parents was like you can see the relationship between uh, Atreus and Kratos, and um, Kratos and Zeus, and Baldur and uh, Freya. I don't know what's her name, Freya. Yeah, um, that's that common theme, even um, like Odin and Thor, maybe not really, but there, there's that common theme and you can, um, there's a side quest in the game where the, um, like a captain of a pirate crew or whatever is a spirit and he got stabbed in the back by his son. Mm -hmm. And atreus is like why would you why would you kill your father like that doesn't make any sense yeah and like armed with the knowledge that you have of what happened between like zeus and kratos it's this really good framing device for like even examining the effects of the previous game um and like overall the the quest was epic and it was fun um I love that you got to travel between the different realms. I wish yeah. you got to see more, um, more of Alfheim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, and the writing was so good. And I loved the <laughs> Sindri. Um, most of all, it's probably, like, he's probably one of my favorite characters.
0: <laughs> that was the one that was, like, uh, what's the word? Hypochondriac?
1: Yeah. 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 Like, did- not like <laughs> touching anything,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of the dwarves, okay, there was one thing in the game that that really made me laugh, but for the wrong reasons. Okay, um, so like in the previous games, Kratos is a terrible person, like, mm-hmm. he's he's vile, he's a murderer, he pillages, like, he's an awful person, and um. There's a moment in the game where Atreus is like, "So why is your brother blue?" and Kratos is like, "Boy, you can't say that." And I'm like, and I laughed because he's just like, "Why would he care if the boy is a little bit racist or asking inappropriate questions?" Because this is like Kratos.
1: Yeah, he he's done everything. Well, it's <laughs> that whole like. You need to be better. Yeah,
0: it just kind of felt a little. It felt a little weird to me in a in a more humorous way. Um, because that's like that's what kids do. They they just ask questions. Like that. Yeah. Um what, but like the game does have a lot of great little moments. Um and, and, and they use the childlike mindset to, to play them out. For example in Alfheim, you know, Atrius says like, you know, um light elves and dark elves, like they're all elves. So why are they why are they fighting each other? and Kratos mm-hmm. just kind of says it's it's the way of the world which is kind of like this sobering yet nur- I kind of felt like it was a little nurturing like the, in the way he says it like way to explain to a child about war it's just kind of like it's the way it is and i don't have a better answer than that type response mm-hmm. um i i really like kratos as a character because he's just such a you really should just so dislike him, but you can't help but like him because he's he's Kratos, and and seeing him as a parent is interesting as well, and and trying to have patience and and trying to be nurturing. Um, yeah, that when, is interesting. When it's totally against his nature, right? Um, my fi- one of my favorite moments in the game is when he goes to come like console his son or, or put his hand on his son's shoulder, but couldn't can't bring himself to do it. Like, uh, I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, and so he
1: almost has to, like, hide himself so much that he can't risk going one way or the other.
0: Yeah. Well, like, uh, it's so, it's so foreign to him a relationship of a parent, like, or, you know, father to son, and, and how to do that in a nurturing way. Um, and he didn't have
1: the greatest of role models.
0: No, he did not. Um, and, and, So, the interesting thing is, like, the game is, you know, working around these themes of father and and son, or, or, you know, parent and child, and, you know, they kill each other or they're in conflict all the time, but the way Kratos mostly treats Atreus is not a necessarily um, great way (laughs) to ensure that your child's not going to try and be... boy. (laughs) <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying like it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way where kratos just tries to exert so much control over his son that just naturally the son is gonna at some point rebel against his father
1: yeah i mean that's even they they go down that that's the whole Baldur and freya yeah like she tried to exert too much control and that's what happened
0: yeah. And and by the way, um Baldur's a great villain. Um I hesitate to say villain, but antagonist? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um the first boss battle in the game is with Baldur. And as somebody who, you know, has played a lot of God of War, it, it was really so unnerving to see somebody who wasn't afraid of Kratos and and you know, you could hurt but that wouldn't stop them at all. Hmm. It was really, really interesting to see that and I, I really enjoyed that aspect. It it really felt creepy to me, like that he like relished the pain or lack thereof in a way. Yeah. Um and so I liked his his arc and how Freya kind of came into that i i do kind of feel like they i i don't like the direction that kind of went with freya after balder dies which to me seems more like she's going to try and kill you in the future
1: it does seem to be going that way
0: um because it, it, to me it's just like well that's not re- reasonable you know like i i can see if Frey is really, really upset with you that you killed her son when when she didn't want you to. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, he was trying to kill her, so she can't be that mad.
1: I think it. I think, like from my perspective, it was that Balder's happiness was more important than her, like her life. So he took away Balder's happiness. That's interesting how so, put it. Yeah, like, I don't think it's necessarily rational. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But but, but making um, your
0: son feel no pain and live forever is also not rational either. No. Right, she's not, she's not rational. And gods aren't normally rational. That was kind of the whole point of the trilogy. You know, they're not because of their supposed immortality, you know? Um, yeah. I, I was hoping... Thor or Odin would make more of an appearance. Um, I thought they were
1: going to be like at the end.
0: I thought Thor was going to show up for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, because you kill, you kill his sons, right? You kill both of them or Atreus kills them both.
1: Does he kill them both? He kills the second one. Right. Um, Kratos killed the first.
0: Right. I was expecting you know, that to result in something. Um, but, you know, that'll be handled in the, in the sequel with, you know, with the post credit scene that they teased. Yeah, um, very Marvel. Yeah, which is exciting. Like, I know in some ways it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cheap. Like, you're already expecting a sequel, but at the same time it's like, yes, a sequel. I'm so excited. Um, uh, I like where they're going with, like, Ragnarok's coming and uh you know bad things are gonna happen I like the reveal that atreus is Loki um and the the hint that you know he's gonna kill Kratos in the future yeah
1: because that was the mural thing wasn't it
0: yeah that was the mural at the end so yeah I
1: thought Kratos was gonna die at the end
0: yeah so it'll be interesting to see you know where they go from here um and uh you know, you don't really have a lot of history with other characters on a on a antagonistic level like basically you, freya is really mad at you and thor is probably going to be really mad at you but you've never really interacted with odin no um you know you or thor for that matter it's just it it just kind of like all is a wrong place at the wrong time with his sons so it'll be interesting to see what yeah. how how Kratos and Atreus progress
1: I'm yeah I'm curious about that too because like we talked about how small the story was in this one but like inevitably I feel like the story has to grow and I'm curious if they're how they're if and how they're going to like, keep that small feeling if they're going to try to do that or not.
0: Yeah, because the the thing that compels the characters in this game is the quest to, you know, put their mom to rest. And so, you know, going forward, what is that quest or conflict going to be? Is it going to be self-imposed or is it going to be imposed upon them? Um, Because Kratos is very much, you know, let's just do this. Like, let's just do this. We're not trying to get into things here. We're not trying to um, take down Odin or Thor or the gods. We're just trying to do this and we're going to go home. And that's it. And these situations and, and conflicts are basically kind of forced upon them throughout the course of the story because of what they need to do to complete their quest
1: yeah it's never never really a personal thing
0: yeah it's strictly business yeah so yeah and it'll be interesting to see other realms as well because we've only seen half of them um so yeah, and really only like a little very
1: small chunks of yeah a lot of them
0: yeah so that'll be uh that'll be cool. So, um, what would you rate? What would you rate the game, Graham?
1: Probably a kanji. That's kind of my go okay. my okay. uh go to pretty... for this because like. It's got that kind of like. Kanji, he's like a little bit tough on the outside, but also like.
0: <laughs> a Little insecure on the inside.
1: Well, like soft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. And like I like I mean, Kratos isn't exactly a big softy, but like it's still got that kind of like comforting feeling the game does.
0: Yeah. Cause you know he cares about his son.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You you understand that and you realise that as the player. It's just, um Yeah, how things play out, so um Yeah, no, it was a really strong game. I I I think it'll win lots of uh, awards at the game Game
1: Awards or whatever they're called, the VGAs. Yeah. There's been I, there's been some serious competition this year for I, that.
0: I know. I, I I know Game of the Year is going to be a hard sell, but uh, I think this is my oh,
1: pick. Think God of War, Spider Man, Smash Dead. Bros, Red, Red Dead. Dead. I don't think Smash Bros will. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's hard to know, right? Um, I I feel like God of War is up there, but I mean. Uh, Red Dead I think is going to give it a run for its money yep. um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens so and um, we talked last podcast about Red Dead right did we mention um,
1: that I can't remember okay
0: I, I I seem to recall saying I wasn't going to get it and um,
1: you got it Well, here's the thing <laughs> okay
0: It so it, it broke a bunch of records it was like a huge opening I hear all these amazing things I'm like Wow, it's like it's doing really well. I'm hearing great things. It's like, yeah, I don't really, I wasn't really hyped about it, but like maybe I will pick it up. Maybe I'll get it. And mm-hmm. so I was at EV Games with my wife. I was like, oh yeah, that's Red Dead. It's like it had an amazing opening and it's been pretty crazy. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get it, you know? Um. Or might that that might be a good Christmas game or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, our anniversary was uh, yesterday, and she she got it for me for my anniversary. <laughs> Uh, which is awesome uh except um the game's 100 gigs so i got to do some clear some serious cleanup on my hard drive to uh to install how big is your hard drive well like i had an external hard drive so the playstation hard drive is 500 and the external i had was 500 but the external went poo poo a couple months ago so i've been i've been kind of um doing you know like uh game management for a few months now but the uh the the playstation 4 has this uh, infuriating feature where if you don't have a certain amount of space um it will let you download something even if that download is smaller so for example say you have a, a download of an update that's like six gigs if you don't have like 40 gigs available it won't let you download it that many yeah, it's I like that's not it's precise, but it's it's similar to that. Like it's it's ridiculous how much space I've had to free up to download like a 6 gig patch. Like I would have to free up like 20 gigs. Even though yeah. I already even though I already have 6 gigs and more available.
1: I mean, like it it kind of takes about double because you have to download it and then extract it and install it. So it ends up taking about eh. Like it'll take six gigs on your storage, but it'll actually require like fifteen in order to install. Eh,
0: I mean, might let me put it this way: I
1: never had that problem
0: with my PlayStation Three, and my PlayStation Three, I can, I can download as much as I want as long as I'm not above the storage capacity.
1: Okay. So I, I mean, maybe.
0: So maybe you're right. I don't know enough about I hate it. Storage, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: If, I if, just have, like, a 2 terabyte drive attached to mine. Yeah.
0: I, I need to get another external. So, um... Yeah, I haven't installed it and started playing it yet because I'm trying to finish off a few other things first. Um... But I'm looking forward to it. And I'll probably, uh... stream a little bit of it as well. So, um... Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Red Dead and, um... how well it does on the online. Um...
1: Yeah, that's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, because uh like looking at GTA and it's crazy that GTA is is 5 GTA 5 is 5 years old now and it's still to me as relevant as popular as it was when it came out and and yeah, it's as still successful, going strong. You know, it's it's got no signs of stopping, so um it'll be interesting to see how they take it with how they take Red Dead with that and and what they can do with it. So um yeah, it's uh it's 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 impressive that game. I mean, from what I've heard. I haven't played it yet, so but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that. Well, Graham, uh any final comments? I don't think so. This was a long episode.
1: This was a long episode. Yeah. It was kind of a double feature.
0: Yeah, it really was. It really was. But that's that's okay. I I don't mind
1: that. No, it was good. Yeah.
0: Well everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um if you'd like, please check us out on Facebook. Uh, shoot us a like on there or comment. Uh, please uh, maybe recommend this episode to your friend um, who's recently played Undertale or God of War. You know, uh, please do spread the word. That's how you—that's uh, how we get new listeners, right? So, anybody uh, who has recommended us, we really appreciate that. Um, and we will catch you in two weeks with. Uh, our next episode which we'll be discussing Nier Autonoma and Dragon Age um, which neither of us have played the other game so Graham you played Nier and I played Dragon Age and uh, we have not played the inverse so it'll be an interesting conversation compared to this week Yeah. because uh, we both played the games this week so
1: we'll see how that goes yeah Uh,
0: thank you very much for listening yeah we'll see you around